0: Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel, another exciting road warrior version. I'm sitting in a hotel lobby in Washington, D.C., so if you hear weird noises, it might be me, but probably not. <clears throat> so the question of the week is, what's going on with Amazon? Kind of the related bigger question is what's going on with warehouse development and brake bulk and all the rest of that. So... For the last couple of years, we have seen the development of warehousing as a major motivator for construction. You've seen an unbelievable expansion of capacity. Amazon, its help has been responsible for about 25% of all of the warehouse development in the country. They have started to slow down just a little, not enough to be really alarming. They've sort of reached the point where they are satisfied with current capability but they still have a lot of projects that are keyed up and ready to undergo more expansion if there's desire you know what they're really watching at the moment is two things they're paying attention to the consumer behavior whether or not we are still committed to doing a lot of online shopping or if we're starting to drift back to brick and mortar there's some indication that particularly the millennials and Gen Z are going back to in-person shopping. The boomers are still kind of mixed. Um, they do a little bit of both. The Gen Xers and sort of the older millennials are still the ones that are driving a lot of the activity as far as online is concerned. So going forward, we're a little bit confused as to, as to where the, the actual drive of demand is going to be coming from. Um, as far as as online and warehousing. But it's not a, a serious concern at this stage. Amazon has still got an awful lot of irons in the fire. What's really driving warehouse development now is the manufacturer adding capacity for the inventory that they're holding. There's been a reaction to the supply chain crisis as more and more companies are buying more and more inventory just to make sure that they don't get caught in those supply chain inhibitions that they've been facing for the last couple of years the manufacturer is also doing a lot of expansion because of robotics and technology where they were perfectly happy developing business in these old cinder block un conditioned not particularly modern facilities the robots don't like it the robots are looking at it like oh for goodness sake it's dirty and it's hot and we're not going to work So they're in the process of upgrading their facilities, much to the chagrin of the guys who've been working there for 30 years going, really? You couldn't upgrade for us, but you're going to upgrade for the robots? Gee, that's nice of you. But it's still driving that kind of, of construction. Amazon is also anticipating some of the big changes coming down the pike. And I've talked about this before. One of the things that we know is in the process of development is the expansion of the midwest as a distribution break bulk logistics center Uh, and we've talked about what happens when canadian pacific ties up with kansas city southern that merger has been approved they are going forward with it canadian pacific has dumped about 33 billion into this project what they want to do is divert as much as 45 percent of the freight that's coming into the west coast now to the middle of the country. They want to bring it into Vancouver, okay. to Lazaro, Cárdenas in Mexico, rail it to the middle of the U.S. and Canada and Mexico and do the distribution from there. The estimate is somewhere between 800,000 and 1.7 million additional containers coming into the middle of the country per week. Given that the two biggest rail yards are Kansas City and Chicago, you kind of know where a lot of this focus is going to be. Amazon will be all over that, so a lot of other warehouse and distribution centers. The supply chain shift is well underway. We've seen about a trillion dollars worth of reshoring activity already this year. It'll probably end up being closer to two trillion by the end of the year. And it's basically contingency planning. You know, companies are not necessarily giving up on China or other countries as far as port of origin, but they just want more diversification. They don't want to be so dependent on one exporter, which has been the case for the last 10 years. So as we look forward, this is not a sector that's in the process of decline. There's going to be more and more of this demand going forward. It's just going to be a little more diverse. You're going to see a lot more individual companies gearing up on things like their warehouse capability. So for the industry, for the ASA, this is not a sector that's getting ready to die. And of course, the minute I started doing a podcast, every noisy thing that anybody can think of to do in the lobby is being done. (laughs) So uh, the perils of travel. So long story short, continue to expect manufacturing and consumer products and everybody else to continue moving down that road to more and more warehouse activity. It's not going to be quite at the breakneck pace that it's been the last year, but as more reshoring takes place, you're going to see uh, expansion in different parts of the country. The reshoring is not necessarily going to be in the same place that current production is being conducted. The fastest growing manufacturing states in the U.S. now, Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma, just a lot of interest in the southwest and the midwest, a little less interest in the northeast. Also a lot of expansion going on in the southeast. So with that, I'm going to quit before somebody finds a way to make even more noise in the lobby. And I will talk to you next week.